What's going on guys and welcome back to the channel. This is the Tipped Out Podcast here with your hosts Danny Christie from Danny Christie Golf and Brandon Palmer from Balance Performance Golf. We've got a crazy special episode for you guys today. Mr. Danny Christie won his first professional golf event, a PGA section event. That's big time, dude. Your first first event and a first win. So that's uh, some early success for you, though, man. How's it, uh, how's it sinking in, the big win? Oh, it's just crazy, man. Those millions <laughs> hit my bank account and are changing my life. No, um, it was cool, man. It was... Uh, it just it's funny when sometimes you just um do the right things and it just pays off and it's uh it's nothing it's no more than you know it does it's just cool to to go and and perform and uh not even necessarily realize what you're doing and then you just do it and it's it's cool and then you just it just happened fast drove drove to Syracuse in the morning left at 5 a.m. played Got done, drove back, worked a little bit in the afternoon. Um, and it's cool going forward to be able to uh, add that little bit more confidence um, and just kind of that mental edge, you know. Definitely. Dude. So you're working through your PGA books right now, right? A PGA apprenticeship. And then. Correct. Uh, and so what course was it that you played? You said you went to Syracuse, 5 a.m.? Yes. So we played Onondaga Country Club. Mm-hmm. Excuse me while I yawn. All good. We've been grinding here, folks. What time is it? It's 9, 9.55. Yeah. We've been having some technical difficulties. Danny sorted it. We out here getting the pod in. Onondaga Country Club, right? Back into it. So, which, which, by the way, beautiful <laughs> golf course. Um, I was fortunate enough to play with um, the assistant pro there. So. Mm-hmm. He was in the event and a uh, great dude. Nice. Um, had a blast playing with him. And, and the other kid in my group was also a blast to play with. I think that was the other part about it was like it didn't almost even really feel like a tournament. You know, it was it was really cool to play and, and meet some people and um, and just kind of network a little bit, chat with them. Um, but anyway, beautiful, beautiful golf course. Um, very well maintained, very slopey, a lot of side hill lies. Um, and really, honestly, I just kind of got kind of lucky. Like I, uh, I found something. I haven't been playing a ton. I've been playing just enough to try to keep everything in shape. Um, found something with my swing that was working for the front nine. And then on the back nine, started turning into some hooks and uh, was able to just rely on the short game and, and grind it out. Um, and it really came down to kind of what Palmer and I harp on and talk about all the time, but you can't stress it enough, just um, mentally staying in around. And um, I go back again to one of my favorite quotes, which I, I will be continuing to tell myself probably for a long, long time while I'm on the golf course. And it's that one where you don't have to be hitting it great to be worthy to put up a good score. And that's all I told myself when I'd hit a bad one, it's easy to get frustrated, but it's cool when you can um, hit quite a few bad ones, but then still get up and in, and or make a big pot, or or just hit it good. And just know that you don't have to. You just have to hit it good enough to get up by the green and, and yeah. just grind it out. You know, literally. And so you didn't. Did you have like any knowledge about playing this event? I, I didn't. I don't think we didn't talk about it much. Like you did. Did you get a practice round? Anything? No. It was. Uh, um, we went in a I mean, 
yeah, you, it almost helped me, I think, in, in a sense, you know, it's lowering expectations, maybe. Yeah, it was interesting. I went in with so, such little expectations. I actually, it was a funny story of like, I was telling my parents about it. I'd actually been like, you know, I'm starting up work again, was getting busy, like trying to do all these other things, right? So you, then you're, you know, you're trying to manage like your time and your schedule. And I'd been kind of, I didn't realize it until literally it was perfect timing the night before, but I was kind of just stressed out and like, you know, like was trying to get to the gym that night. And I was just like, screw it. My, my good friend, Nate, all this was, was um, working in the, at the snack bar at the course. And we ended up, he, he was there late and I was there late. And he's like, you want to, and we just had a big league and he's like, you just want to go to the bar quick and you know, see all the, the lead guys and hang out. And I was like, yeah, sure. Like, and I text my brother. I was like, sorry, man. Like we're not going to the gym tonight. Yeah. And I, I just went there and had a, had a good time, a couple of drinks. And then we got home, went to bed pretty early. And that was huge for me. I think it helped me relax. And then I just mm-hmm. went in and, and, and played some golf and mm-hmm. was excited to kind of have a day off and play. And yeah. it, was, it was sweet. That's huge, bro. I think I think it really comes down to that, especially maybe at the stage we're at or like where we're going to be, you know, it's not that um, extreme elite level, but it's it's high caliber golf. And I think it's really all about lowering expectation, finding the time for that practice and then letting go and allowing yourself to just go play. Like you said, it was a nice off day, got to network. It didn't seem like everybody there was trying to like murder you it just seemed like everybody wanted to have their best day and you just hope that yours was a little bit better and i think i think that's just a good vibe of it and uh the other piece of it was probably like what clive tells our students all the time is you're never gonna be like fully ready you know if you're always waiting or fully ready to play a tournament like it's just not gonna happen you got to get out there like you said find something good mentally hopefully your swings there a little bit you're gonna find the you know, find the face a couple times and then you just go out there and score and have a good time and let it happen. And I, that's, uh, it's just really cool to see, but especially leading up from all of our talks and our recent podcasts about how in our heads we've been, how crazy the game is, how tough it is. And then I remember talking to you like maybe a day before, two days before, and we both had that feeling of like, yo, we found something. And that like, it's just, it's weird. Our games work on that. Like, telepathic wave sometimes bro. i don't know it's, it's crazy but uh really cool so and it was really cool i remember talking to you and i sent you the, the video we, we send those audio mm-hmm. recordings back and forth on, on text message and um yeah i just remember telling you and it was like i just remember going into it i was really excited to just play competitively again and and really like had no you know, like the anxiety that you, you we've all gotten plenty of times when we play competitively. I, I didn't have that. And I think it was because I was just, first of all, my expectations were non-existent. I, I didn't really have any expectations, but I think it's huge. And then secondly, just, I, I really was just excited to go play and, and wanted to, it's like, if you just look at it as an opportunity to see where you're at, that's all it was. I was like, all right, I guess we're going to find out what, I, what I'm made of right now because I haven't played competitively in a year. Yeah. And we're just going to go play. And, mm-hmm. and for some reason, I, I don't know why, but I had some sort of blind trust in myself um, that just led to me staying calm all day and, and not really caring what, mm-hmm. you know, 
what had happened or had just happened i i was just able to relax and stay in the present and think about the next shot which is really it sounds so easy to say but it's so incredibly hard sometimes but it was super easy that day and i'm not really sure why but a round of golf according to dr bob rotella from that book we've been talking about and i've been reading the, the second book to golf is not a game of perfect it's uh, the Golfer's Mind, yeah, that one. It's like a little guidebook to the first edition there where it dives deeper into all these little things of routine, mindset, visualization. Um, and he says, like, you know, a round of golf does not start on the first tee. It starts the night before, sometimes days or weeks before. And yeah, I feel like you play catch-up if you don't go into the round with a positive mindset or have those expectations or – like he really talks about kind of thinking through or being ready for any scenario. You know, your first tee shot is topped or you you know, you're coming down the stretch and all of a sudden you get a bad break or you end up in a divot. Like if you've played those scenarios out in your mind, you're not overwhelmed or, you know, like derailed when you come across those things. And it sounds like to me, you just beat yourself to it in terms of the mindset like you went into it with a really positive mindset and it was kept throughout the course like if once you made the turn if you were like you know somewhat in contention or whether you knew it or not and then you're like oh i got i gotta trust my swing or like i I better really buy in like you know it's too late like you've already played like it's already happening you know you're already supposed to be in that flow state and not thinking technical or past or uh future you know it's staying in the moment that flow state and that's what i really miss about competitive golf dude is like there's no other way to describe it it's a perfect match of like nonchalant confidence and literally like your brain being shut off because that's what they call the flow zone or flow state when like you're just reacting to the situation you're looking at the target you're setting up and you're just hitting the shot like it's crazy. As soon as you're over the ball, like you think backswing thought or you don't look up at the target or you, you know, just that little, it's instant, can be gone in an instant. And then as soon as you hit that bad tee shot, who knows, it could be a bad second shot and then a wedge and then the tournament's over. And it's it's all in your own mind too, right? Like you could be five ahead and just make a bogey and think you're already out. Like, like you said, dude, staying mentally in a round is so, so crucial. And that's why you got to play. Even when you're not ready, yeah. if you're gonna play shitty, yeah. at least like try and see how far you can get yourself back to back to even or square, or at least try and keep your mental. If you're having a shit day, bad kicks, don't throw clubs. Don't make it bad for your other uh, playing partners. Like, just see whatever aspect you can take out of it that day. See how good you can get at it, or how much you can improve it, or at least get knowledge of it. So that's just how I'm. Yeah, I um. I wish I had better words and I, and I definitely have had better words cross my mind, but it, um, just curious to know like what changes on really how you get into that flow state. I don't know why, but for some reason that was one of the most flow state rounds I think I've ever been in. Mm. And I don't know why really. I think, I, I think there's a lot of, I think it's just the place you are in life. Like a lot, a ton mm. of factors, dude. Like mm. I really had no, like, I feel like personally I've been working on too, but I really had no, like, what I'm really trying to work on is, is not let, like, my own, like, oh, this is hard to, we're going to have to work around this and cut it, but it's, um, no, I think don't be so, 
self-conscious almost and that's like almost all it was like even the whole like like the trip down like I told my mom the most nervous I was the whole day was getting on to 81 like I know what I mean like yeah. and, and and for me it was like almost the whole day of was like other than the golf was a little more stressful so then for me the golf was like just the thing to do and enjoy almost yeah because like the driving stresses me out like going to somewhere new for the first time where you don't know anybody and you have yeah. to then try to like fit in as weird as that like that stresses you out so then yeah. like for me it's part of the one of the biggest things was like getting there and not looking like an idiot and trying to like f know what i need to do because all these guys have played in it before and, yeah and i just remember telling myself like dude just do what any normal person would do like in my flick like in those situations people get in their head a lot and get weirded out by like yeah. how they should act and what other people will think about the way they act and instead i was like dude just go in talk to the guy in the pro shop and say where do i where's the sign in you know and that's like yeah that's as simple as it can be dude and i think that's just like a, a life thing or a life lesson itself like we, we always get caught, whether it's in the gym or on the range or anywhere, like we're always thinking that other people care so much. The, dude, they're so worried about themselves. And like, it doesn't matter if he's a 35-year-old pro that's been to these events before. Like, it's the same thing. Everyone's got kind of social anxiety about stuff. But when you actually like talk to yourself or in a positive way, like yell at yourself and say, yo, cut that shit out. Like, Yes. Go, it does, it's not about being a man or an adult or anything. It's just about being stronger than like your inner, your inner uh, insecurities. Basically, dude, like puff your fucking chest out, hold your chin high, walk in there and be like, yo, I've never played here before. Like, what's yes. Yeah. You know? and when you do that, you just like open up so many more doors and opportunities for yourself because you're allowing like yourself to be a little bit vulnerable and also learn, bro. I don't know if it's the phones or the technology or just how quick we get information, but so many people are like afraid I feel to learn and like fail, bro. Like I'm trying to like fail on purpose just so I can like learn and interact more. And when everyone like has such a negative connotation to failing or losing or a business crashing, like you just got to change that perspective, dude. It's not what it's about. Like, you're going to lose far more than you're going to win at almost anything in life. So you, you better get used to it or at least get stuff out of it. And I don't know, that's just an incredible perspective and an awareness you had. And I think, I think that's what really helped you kind of, you know, clutch up and get the win, man. It's uh that's incredible. It doesn't matter what level you're at. Like you won a golf tournament against PGA pros. Like it's, that's legit, bro. You overcame both technical and mental. Um, no practice round, like, it's just really cool to see, bro. I'm really, really happy for you, and uh, many more to come, dude. I think I think we're going to be able to have some really cool content and some really cool uh, things come with this kind of stuff. I'm uh, definitely going to be trying to play more myself. Thank you, dude. Um, couldn't You couldn't have said that better, what you just said. All, all the stuff you just said is, is basically exactly, exactly what I was saying and thinking, and that's really all it was. Like, it is really freeing to um just relax take a second and go okay dude just stop getting so mm -hmm. like i want to fit in i want to fit in and it's yeah. it, it really was i think that i think what you basically said nails it and find some of the words i can't find of like i just went and i said okay dude like i was excited almost to be in a new situation instead of being so like anxious about it and i just said 
just be yourself and yeah. just don't don't worry so much you know mm-hmm. that and that's literally all i did and, and it clearly was awesome and it definitely made me feel better leaving the situation danny christie is dope bro be be danny christie everybody um, likes danny christie bro. <laughs> that's a fact. um enough of that man let's uh get into you because you played a tournament a little bit different style tournament but i do need to hear about it because i do believe you won correct we did yeah it was a uh it was a charity scramble event for the uh veterans of the korean war so an interesting guy yeah pretty specific kind of charities and funds um but yeah really cool dynamic uh a guy i don't remember did you ever play uh when you were here with rob yeah played around with rob yeah Yeah. cool dude so yeah, Rob hit me up and he needed a fourth and uh went there. It was really cool, man. We uh, our team was pretty stacked. Um <laughs> we had a uh an ex Georgia Bulldog player, uh myself, and then um Was it Kisner, dude? Not, not <laughs> the tournament, but he sponsored the uh the group and the team. Uh it was the company. Uh the guy that played with us, Rob's friend. Oh, okay. Oh, his first name just slipped my mind. And then and then Rob and uh Dude, it was a it was a really good turnout. You know, I, I really liked some really well put together tournaments. They had good fifty fifties, good breakfast, lunch after, uh, good prizes, and just some incredible causes, man. I mean, right to the veterans, um, our local like chapters, I guess you can call it, uh, something called the Fisher House, where it uh, like hosts veterans and their families in need. So, just an incredible turnout, and uh, really cool to see stuff like that put together around us. But yeah, bro, we shot 53. And, uh, was yeah. it part 72? Yeah. <laughs> we tore it up, bro. We uh, And you could, of course, like, you could buy mulligans. So I didn't end up buying any, but the other guys, we bought a couple. And and I think we only had used two. But then they had a hole. The 10th hole was a par four. Uh, we played at St. Lucie Trail. Shout out to them. A solid club. Um, and... Yeah, so the 10th hole, they had a golf ball launcher. And so it was like, like you ever seen a potato launcher, like those homemade PVC yes. rigs? But it wasn't that. It was a full titanium. And he's like, yo, like you guys can, uh, if everyone in your group throws in 20 bucks, you get an automatic hole-in-one on this par four, and you get to shoot this cannon and try and get it close to the green homie like puts it on my shoulder and he's like all right aim it up and i'm like aiming it he's like no like way higher dude i aim this thing up in the air and just cuckoo the ball just took off like looked like 60 yards right and i was like dang kind of blocked that one he's like no watch dude the wind hits it and it was literally like a 400 yard hole or more and that thing came down probably pin high right it was like 20 feet and then rob went and hit it to like maybe 12 or something. And then like the closest one, it was probably like eight feet that day. I think, um, they got like a cool speaker and like some Bacardi and some cool prizes. So I think so everybody was just ripping that cannon on that. Yeah, you, if you everyone <laughs> donated 20 bucks, how cool of a, like an idea. And also like a, yeah, a little like way to get them to donate. Like, yo, your whole group will get a hole in one if you donate. And I was like, guys, like, that's three shots on the field. Like, let's do it. And so, uh, yeah. So I think we would have probably tied, honestly, if we didn't do that. I hope every other group did that. But uh, 
I'd imagine everybody did that. Yeah, the round started well, dude. Like, I just – one of those things too, man. Like, I had no expectation. It was literally a scramble with just some good dudes for a cause. So I was like, you know, like, have, have a little faith in your game and a decent amount of confidence, you know, even if it's false. And I just went out there and was like, I'm just going to hit some shots. And homeboy hit some shots. And we had a really good time. Rob putted incredibly. Everyone contributed. And I think that's the coolest thing about a scramble is, like, you know, we didn't have any bogeys. That's a good thing. We parred, I think, maybe three par threes. And, but yeah, everyone was just in good spirits, man. It was a good time. Like, I hate when there's, like, a scramble event or something and you, like, feel so much pressure. Like, people get, like, oh, yeah. mad. I'm like, dude, like, the 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 grand prize we got was, like, a, a paid round at, like, a local club. Like, it's not yeah. I'm not playing for thousands, bro. I'd probably strap it on a little bit more. But, uh, yeah, no, it's uh, just a cool thing. It wasn't as competitive uh, as, like, golf we're used to, but. Still, nonetheless, yeah. nice little tournament, and uh, you know that one doesn't that one doesn't have to go on the resume, but it definitely was a good day, and just another day to be blessed to be on the course. And again, man, just you know, there was no expectations as a team. We were like, you got some good players, dude from Georgia hits at like three thirty, dude, with a stick. So it was just a great day, but nonetheless, That's cool, man. Tournament golf, tournament golf. I'm uh, I'm excited. Everyone uh, everyone knows this too, but Captain and Cruz come down to potty. It does. I I made some pots. <laughs> hey, I need. I, were there any? You know, what w- did you guys stick to an order? We we really did, bro. And that that was crucial. Everyone kind of kind of knew the hierarchy going in. Um, I was batting third. I was letting uh, I was letting the Fair. you know the, let the D one guy go last. I let him, I let him be anchor. I uh, I let him be anchor. It was really good though. Um, yeah, the order of putting was crucial. The first one, you know, we kind of just read it a little bit. The first guy would go, and you would say, you know, I pulled it, pushed it, hit that one good, and then like we just kind of decoded it as we went down and. Crazy! Right off the right off the jump, we all missed, and Rob I think went third. Yeah, Rob went third. Uh, no, maybe he even went fourth. Yeah, first hole was a par three, and he made probably a fifteen footer. Uh, the last guy to putt right to start us off for birdie, and I was like, let's get it. And then, and then the next one was a par four again. I hit it to like six inches, <laughs> and then uh, yeah, it was just a good time. I, I think we switched. Maybe five holes left. Uh, the boy from Georgia started putting first. I don't know if that just gave us kind of like a better read right off the jump, or if he mm-hmm. was feeling super confident. But uh, it was good. There was a couple times we had some back against the wall, like you know, twenty, thirty footers, and then like you know, you see two good putts, and I'm like, that's the line. Like you know, it's the same thing as tour pros, especially like we've seen so many tournaments where they hit it close to each other, and it's like. First guy misses a little bit. Second guy is probably making it. Like, yeah, they're, they're those guys are tough. so good at hitting their line. Yeah, and so that was great. But uh, no, just a solid day. Good people, really good cause. Just happy to be out there. That's uh, that's cool, man. I, this is just kind of something funny. That's 
there's nothing. Uh, no, your, your punting stroke can really get exposed in a captain and crew tournament, bro. Yeah. It's, uh, yeah. We've all been there where you're either watching the guy or you're the guy that someone's like, you're pushing it, you know, like every yeah. putt. <laughs> and it's so funny. You sit up behind him and you're like, yeah, I'm going right over that leaf. And you're like, what leaf, bro? Like, and then they hit the little flip pop stroke and you're yeah. like, perfect. I'll, I'll, get a, I'll get a line off that. But, uh, no, solid, man. I'm really happy. We haven't talked about this yet, but with the track man numbers and all that stuff, I was referencing my phone, dude, on those wedge numbers. So with pitching wedge 50 and 54, broke my 58 sitting on my uh, desk behind me, so I don't have that. But uh, 50, 54, 50 and pitching wedge, and I went from 30 yards all the way to like 120 in what those uh, – distances would be for carry whereas like my hands would be in relative to my body so like knee high pocket high low rib mid rib shoulder and then full dude that is so crucial to get those numbers back i hadn't like you know low-key knew them but like it was kind of just guessing so i literally had it perfectly mapped out of my feet being a fist width apart two fists three or full stance Dude, like, I literally couldn't miss. Like, it worked out so well. I was just really calculating it right in my head and really felt the positions. It was hot. We were hot for a while. It was uh, – we went a good amount of holes without a par. All birds. That's awesome, man. There is nothing more important than getting those yards, like, especially inside 100 yards or yeah. 125. Like, getting those yardages correct with the wedges changes everything, man. Dude, it does because, like – now I just have more confidence. If I can just get in the fairway, I'm making par or birdie. And then it's like, okay, well, if I'm wedging it this close, I can putt mediocre and still technically shoot par relatively. You know, like, so yeah. it just goes hand in hand. Um, I would have to say, like, proximity to the hole with wedges is absolutely one of the biggest keys to, like, confidence, positive scoring, consistency. Like, mm-hmm. I don't know. You can usually make get it off the tee. You know, no one likes to hear it, but like, well, some rounds you might honestly just have to hit driving iron or four iron or hybrid. Like, some courses are not always going to fit three wood or driver or or even less than that. You know, I think sometimes we always think every course is like the same or should play the same. Or you just have to shape your game to the course. It's it's like anything, man. It's a and what a, you have that day. Moving and changing thing. Huh? I said, and what you have that day. Yeah, Keep exactly. It it's it's so, so relative. But, yeah, so I just think uh, just a super cool thing, bro. Absolutely incredible to see you winning out there on tour. And uh, can't wait to see more. But I think that's going to be all for us here today, folks. We're uh, pretty tired, pretty geared up for this upcoming week got a lot coming for you guys we're gonna dive into our bunker um what would you say bunker plan bunker what do we call the last episodes like uh i'm trying to think of the um, word for like a, like set. a bunker mini series maybe yeah mini series we like that we're gonna go into a bunker mini series all kinds of shots how to play them our setups uh, our key takeaways maybe hopefully have a guest on that's uh somewhat of a bunker expert we're not sure who we'll get for that yet we've got a couple couple names bouncing around the brain but uh nonetheless brother you got anything else to add um i just want to say we have dealt with some computer and 
technological issues also just managing our our schedules now basically i'm just busier so it makes it harder for then brandon and my times to match up yeah. but uh we're keeping at it and yeah the rick stewart youtube video will be up it's just uh we had some issues we should be all set yeah uh, i tried to upload it several times but mm-hmm. then didn't realize what was wrong but we should be good so that will be up um hopefully most of you've already listened to it on spotify and, yeah. and your podcast uh, yep. platform definitely so yeah like you said that is up there on the spotify apple coming out and same thing for this one um it's going to be in our description on instagram and also in the description and probably pinned comments for youtube but remember guys click the link it's going to be join the tipped out family that's going to keep you guys updated we're going to make sure you guys never miss a video uh whether it be youtube or podcast we'll keep you updated on all of our discounts that we're going to be working with other companies or our personal discounts with brands uh, as well as when we drop our ebooks or some instructional stuff as well both tipped out and personal so click that link guys subscribe to the email list for our tipped out family here we've got nothing else brother it's going to be peace and love signing off peace and love signing off bp you have a good day tomorrow and we will be in touch you as well brother everybody have a blessed evening whenever wherever you're listening to this have a great day god bless everybody contraband got that dope sometimes i don't feel all right new girl on my face she said she nigga but that's why i don't feel Sometimes I don't break in the bank. Yeah, I'm poppin' so 